Hey guys, it's Gabe. Just giving you a heads up. We're going to go straight into the pod. We recorded live on the Twitch stream. Thanks to those of you who showed up, who were there, all few of you, but we had a great time reading the comments, talking to you guys, and and just talking about this massive, massive Louisville win. Don't let any Kentucky fan tell you otherwise. Thanks for listening to the pod as always. Go Cards. Enjoy. Coming to you from inside the Waterson Expressway. It's the only podcast that misses cahoots. This is What High School Did You Go To? With your hosts, Chris Hatfield and Gabe DeVerge. We should be good now. I think the people can hear from us. Let us know. Okay, well, that's awesome. (laughs) Uh, Hit us us in the chat. Can you hear us? The chat. All all two of you. Oh, how's everyone? Uh, how, how, we're recording this anyway, so this is going to be our our post reaction podcast. So it doesn't quite matter. We can. Who cares? Is in the chat. <laughs> yeah, it might be pretty pretty shitty production, but we'll just we'll, we'll just go at it. We'll man. go at it. Uh, Eventually, people will jump in there. People will jump in. Uh, Chris, the Louisville Cardinals defeated their arch rival, the Kentucky Wildcats, <laughs> in an absolute barnstormer, sixty two. Oh, 62 to 59. How, how do you one feel? Of, one of the better basketball games you ever watch, right? I mean, As, that game was just beautifully, aesthetically pleasing. Everything about that that game was just beautiful, right? I mean, uh, and this this feeling is more um, in the last five minutes or, or 10 minutes or whatever time it's been it is more relief um, than enjoyment so far. So, yeah, that's, that's something. <laughs> <laughs> uh definitely um let me let me tell everyone we're live uh, listen we told you hey listen i what did we say in this podcast what did we say we witnessed s- the game th- we said that this was going to be a game an ugly game and if it was an ugly game that's a good thing so everyone just be everyone be aware of that everyone should know by now you know, I, I literally said it. How many times did I say it that, you, you know, the uh, this game was always going to be ugly. It was always supposed to be ugly. So everyone who was sitting there, uh, you know, thinking it was going to be pretty. I, I don't know what you were looking at, but that's not yes. the game we got. <laughs> so we talked about and then we also talked about, you know, how in this game, for whatever reason, Calipari has done a really good job of identifying like one thing that he's going to go after. And usually it's like a significant advantage, whether it was um, Tyler Hero shooting over Christian Cunningham a few years ago or, or things like that. This year, his his thing was to go after Quinn Sosinski defensively, and it didn't work. Um, <laughs> that, that, uh, that to me was the biggest, like, if you want to have like a longstanding, I'm not going to take much away from this game because people are going to say, oh, both of these teams are garbage. Lobo looked awful. Lobo's looked awful every single time they played this game. I mean, when they've come away with a win, they, they looked better last year as far as the game went. They, they, they looked better last year in a loss than they looked, looked in a win here. So, I mean, the 2013, gonna, I mean, the 2013 national title team, you know, they lost, they, they, it, it was, it was close. I mean, I think Louisville ended up what they won by five or six, I think that game. Um, yeah. But, but even that team that was playing at home against a, against an NIT level team couldn't, couldn't stomp, you know, couldn't stomp it out. But Chris, we have to talk about the, the top. 
<laughs> I already know where you're going with this. We talked about the fact that David Johnson had to right. be the guy to do this. We talked about Carly Jones having to step up, but you know, you even keyed in specifically on David Johnson, who had 17 points, seven rebounds, uh, four assists, four turnovers, which is not great for him, but one steal, played every single minute of this basketball game. Chris, David Johnson, 502. He did, you know, he only played five minutes last year. I was a little concerned that he would, that this would, this would bother him coming into this year. Not so. This was his game when he wanted it to be. He took over right. at times. Um, he had, he had a, a, a bit of a rough patch, you know, here and there, especially in that first five minutes of the second half. It was a really tough segment for him. But both he and Carly Jones, who we talked about, you know, Carly Jones wanted to, he, this is why he came to Louisville. He came to play these games and he did exactly what he intended to do. So it was great to really see him step out with 20 points, five rebounds, two assists, three, you know, three turnovers, but you know, only sat out for two minutes of the game. That's your, that's your, 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 you know, that's your top line. Those are the guys who, who the guys who needed to contribute absolutely did. And you had a few guys come in, step in, um, you know, with, with pretty big, pretty big days, you know, say what you will about, you know, Jalen Withers had a few mistakes, but you know, eight points for him. That's big. We talked about Josh Nickelberry, three points. Um, when he hit that Zinsky. first three, I thought it was going to be a really and then, good game. For and him, then though. he and then he took that second one, and I I think it even like rimmed out, and I was like, man, um, yeah, that could have changed a lot of things. I think uh, back back to the David Johnson stuff. I mean, the probably the biggest like top line from this game, and and what ended up deciding the game was that you had you had a mobile team that was pretty secure in their roles. Everybody knew who was getting the ball down the stretch. It was going to be Carly Jones or David Johnson. Exactly. I was a little surprised, and I don't think you saw it from Kentucky, but I was a little surprised how much David Johnson did defer to Carly Jones down the stretch because I thought there were opportunities, even in the last four minutes, um, that, that David Johnson could have took the ball to the rack and get some of the things that he was getting early in the game. Um, but it, for whatever reason, it was – damned and determined to be the Carly Carly Jones show down the stretch. Um, it was, I, I tweeted this out. It was Chef Kiss fitting to me that in this game, you had a guy who kind of just embodies the identity of the Louisville program shining down the stretch in Carly Jones, a guy who Definitely. transfers from Radford University who is doubted, says he can't play at this level and continues to silence his doubters on the biggest level. And, you know, I don't think he was the best player on the court. I would give that to David Johnson, but he was definitely in the top three of the better players on the court. He was better than BJ Boston. He was better than Terrence Clark. He was better than Devin Askew. He was better than any of these guys that are supposed to be one and done talents. A guy from Rafford came in, balled out and sent your team home. And that is perfect to me about the future of the Louisville basketball program and the identity that they need to be. They are going to do the best in recruiting, giving what's hanging over their head. They are going to get these top guys. So they need to get guys that are hungry to silence people and perform on the big stage. And that to me, he did it. I mean, he did it. And then Devin Mintz on the other side, doing what he did. I'll, I'll tip my cat to him. Cause you got a guy overperforming surrounded by a bunch of underperformers. So, I mean, he bought out. I, you know, we'll, we'll talk, you know, I obviously want to focus on Louisville and what this means a little, but I want to say, you know, you first, first text you sent me this morning was, man, you're getting called out because <laughs> yeah, Kentucky yeah, yeah. fans were trying to say, oh, this, this Dominique Hawkins narrative is not a real narrative. If it's not for Mintz, Toppin, 
you know, where had a few had a few moments. The, the, these this is exactly what we're talking about. You're, you're, the big three of, of Kentucky, you know, they give it, you know, give it to be, to Brandon Boston Jr., who down the stretch was really important for this team, got important, got to the line when he needed to. He kept he kept a little uh, Kentucky in it. Um, Olivier Sar one point, you know, the, right. <laughs> this is exactly what we talked about. We talked about the fact that who was going to step up for Kentucky. There were several moments in this game where when Kentucky should have gone away and they clawed onto it. And I don't I, I know we talk about Louisville. I think that last couple minutes, that last four minutes of the game, definitely Louisville choking. You know, you have the back to back, the the travels and, and, and being on the line. Yeah, um, and I mean, they were those those times that they did try to get someone other than Carly involved. I thought they were great plays. You had back. Going at the basket, you had Jalen Weathers two feet away. You had, uh-huh. uh, and then you had Dre Davis. Just a couldn't finish. More had- feet away, but just couldn't finish. You know, say uh, Dre Davis, uh, I think, you know, is, is the is the is the face that's going to pop out of this one. But I really want to say, you know, for him to go have those issues down the line. He I mean, he was over five from three. We talked about the podcast. Why is Dre, why is Dre Davis? He shot more threes than anyone please else stop. today. Just please my stop. Lord, please. No, someone Max got to fix that, man. Um, Dre Davis, for him, all the struggles he had to get to the line. And after he met, it bricked that first one, Chris, I was there was I would have bet like my life savings. He was missing the next one, man. I, I would have I would have bet everything he was missing the next one. <laughs> what do you think the percentage of Lola fans that thought Louisville was going to win with two minutes remaining in the game was? Because I'm going to say it was less than five percent. <laughs> I didn't think it. it when when um, I, I don't remember when when I think it was even the second uh, the, the the when Dre Davis stepped on the line. That's when I 100 percent was like, oh, no, this is it. We're blowing this. Even like the travel. It's like, OK, play a good defensive possession. It will be OK. And it, it wasn't. It was so hilarious. I, I couldn't I, I couldn't believe it. Cal's really good at like the uh, the narrative thing, like a player hitting a big shot and, it, and changing everything about their season. It kind of happened with the Harrison twins, and he tried to do it in this game. He tried to set up Devin Askew for a three, um, which honestly was a horrible play. And then he tried to set up Olivia Saar, who was having obviously a terrible game for a basket to, to win the game. And I found that a little interesting, that the kind of their shot selection down the stretch. I was really surprised to see anyone other than BJ Boston or Mitz get the ball and they didn't take a shot. I don't think in the last, uh, definitely not in the last minute and 30, but it may have been longer than that. Um, it was just kind of funny to me that the, the play was drew up for Sar, and he just missed the basket. And I, I don't really, I, I, to me, if I were a Kentucky fan, that would, that would drive me insane that you have, even if it's an open 12 footer, a guy who hasn't scored a point the whole game shooting that shot. Absolutely, absolutely. What I'm gonna uh, I, those those of you guys watching on the stream pulling up uh, this, this tweet just came by, loving it. Uh, just the 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 locker room, um, the locker room celebration. Uh, Samuel Williamson, Dre Davis, who had you know, really important. Uh, Carly Jones, obviously, 
uh, Dave up in there. Look at Dave. Look at Dave, man. Just oh man, that that makes me feel good. What what a what what a day for the five hundred two. Just it, it feels so good when that the fact that you've got a Louisville kid do that. Uh, Chris, before you came on, you you were like, I gotta listen to the rest of this cow. Uh, the 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 cow words. Oh boy. What was our guy? What was our guy? Convenient cow, casual cow. What a uh, Cole's cow. Uh, what a, what a day for the man. He is he just just hilarious. Um, so the first question to Cal was the best player on the court was the Mr. Basketball runner up. And then it <laughs> cut out. Who was it? Who asked it? Was and it so like the dude and he continues to try to continues to try to talk and Cal's like, who is this? Who, who's, who's talking to me? Um, and that's how it kind of started off. And from there, it was just the guy who looks like, like I tweeted out at the beginning of the, of the, uh, of the game, the guy <laughs> who looks like the divorced dad, who's, who's oh, ready to man. go to the Eagles concert that had re- renewed for 40 years. But I mean, it was, a, it was a show. Oh man. What, a, what, uh, Sheesh. I mean, and listen, you know, it's a win win, a win. You know, Cal gets to say a moral moral victory. Right. You know, they came up short. They fought. <laughs> they, um, sheesh. I can't believe you drew that up for Sara. That's just like the dude has had a terrible game. And, and that's what you do, man. I, sheesh. Yeah. Sheesh. I, and almost um, went down. I, I mean, all, all credit there. I think if that's a, a, a worse shot, you know, if it, if it bricks out, you're more mad if you're a Kentucky fan. But I'm seeing people like, OK, with, you know, shout out to Matt. Jones, you know, totally cool setting up that last shot for Sar. More surprising that the next one was 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 drawn up for Boston. I agree on that. That that was that was kind of surprising. Yeah, I mean, I, just just to me, I, I would I would prefer Mitz in that situation just because of how good he was down the stretch. I actually That's thought it was Mintz. The second the ball came out of his hand, I thought it was Mintz, but because that incredibly terrible ESPN um, <laughs> camera was was right there. Um, what else jumped out to you, Chris? What 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 else you want? talk about here well i don't want to talk about negative things but i feel like we need to have a conversation about sam williamson yeah we do (laughs) um i mean so like i just i didn't even losing you who's out there half the game yeah, I, mean, I, I lost you a little bit there, but he, he and he would just make uh, the thing about him. He would just make mistakes that compounded on themselves. And, uh, you know, you could tell sort of especially in that second half, you know, after he had those those two turnovers um, that I noticed him being, you know, just really trying to over pursue. He had, I think he had two of his three fouls in the second half and they were both trying to make up for other people's mistakes. And, um, it's a bummer. I mean, you know, I, you know, I'm a huge Sam guy. I, um, I, I really, I, I really agree with what, um, what Mike Rutherford mentioned on his podcast that, you know, Sam played behind and we, you know, we mentioned on ours too, just Sam, this is sort of Sam's freshman year. Um, no, he's not, you know, he's not being the top 20 guy we thought that he'd be. Um, but it, you know, it's taken him a little more time. I'm not ready to call him VJ King. Let's, 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 yeah, not, and I mean, let's it, not do that. But, um, I, you know, he, I, I think it's another thing, you know, he had 
you know, he had 17 points or 18 points in the first game of the season. Um, he has six points, six points, and then he gets hurt. Um, and, and he's, he's obviously still trying to figure things out after that. Um, so I think he was, he was, he showed the, the flashes early. Um, but you're right. It's just, he's got to do that against opponents. He's going to have a moment. He's he's going to, it's going to click for him. It's just taking a little longer than I think all of us had hoped. Yeah, I mean, for me, it, it felt like I talked about this after I think Wisconsin. It just feels like some points in the game, he's just playing in slow motion. Yeah. And then, you know, when he tries to speed up things and, and be aggressive, like I see people say that all the time, there's there's just bad things that happen. So I think I think in case of it is like some lucky breaks and things like that. And it's not for me, it's not one of those things like you're a McDonald's All-American, go play like one. Like he doesn't have to be that guy. I'm just asking for contributions, like eight points, six rebounds, things like that. Just more consistently consistency in his play. Because I think at the end of the day, you know, if, if David and Carly are playing like they did today and stretches either him or, you know, maybe Midland comes in and is great, but those guys are the key to, to kind of taking this, this team, taking the next step from going maybe to, you know, a, a first weekend team to a second weekend team and beyond and things like that. So, you know, it's, it's just something that we're going to continue to talk on because it's going to be a thing that we got to continually monitor, you know, um, what else for you? Uh, I thought Quinn Zizinski was great. Quinn was fantastic. And, and, and if we, you know, we've, we've got the box score up now. I mean, if you look at the box score, you just have five points, uh, you know, three rebounds. Um, but he definitely played, you know, he played super, super well. And I, I, the things that didn't really, you know, make it on the box score. I mean, he was, you know, t- he, he, um, he had 10. He was uh, a dog, plus minus. dude. Yeah. You know, you're absolutely right. You know, you mentioned what every time. <laughs> Every time Cal showed up, you know, tried to go at Quinn Sosinski, he 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 played on. I mean, he had, he had several spans where he was playing, you know, playing up against Clark, playing up against Boston. Uh, it was it was quite an, an uh, you know you know quite a performance. I was I was really really impressed with that. Um, and that's something I'll be looking to in the future. And that that's Quinn Sosinski is a guy that maybe doesn't play as much if you've got you know if you've got Mendeland and and um, and Malik back. You know how is that going to work into the rotation in the future? So, you know, a question, a question about uh, about that. I do also want to say, I think uh, I think it was Mark Ennis made really good, really good point in his tweet. Um, if you tell me at the beginning of the season we're missing, uh, we go on COVID, we lose Carleek for a period of time. Um, you know, we we don't have Minneland up. In, you know, uh, it's, it sounds like we'll get him back in, in January. We don't have Malik until January. And you say this team is six and one and beats Kentucky. You take that every time. You, t- you take that every time, folks. Think about that. If that narrative was flipped, say if Kentucky was six and one with a win over Louisville without SAR and I don't know, insert player here. I mean, maybe Jacob top top in the wave lane today, but insert player, any, any, I would, I'm not going to ready to call Midland a hundred percent starter, but a fringe starter. I mean, they would be, they would be a top 10 team even with one loss because people would be banking on them figuring it out. And that was something I thought about today is that, you know, we, I'm not going to make excuses for this team if they lose, because they're starting to figure it out how to play without these guys. But we haven't discussed nearly enough how much missing these guys actually means. Malik Williams is top three defensive player in the ACC. And I'm not going to make any grand like statements about Charles Minlin. But I know what the coaches are saying. They're really excited to see him play. So I, I think we have not really spoke about that nearly as much as we needed to. No, you're absolutely right. You're you're, you're absolutely right. There's no question. Um, 
if you're talking about like what what was what kept Kentucky in this game you're talking about rebounds we go back to the split box here um you know Kentucky had 40 rebounds to to Louisville's 35 and in that first half it was it was it was crazy it was 22 to 16 so Louisville was able to do some of that I, I think Louisville's able to put away Kentucky several times that second half with a defensive presence like um right like Malik Williams um you're absolutely right he's the top five guy in the ACC he is an anchor I I, I like to say he is an anchor to this team um i, I agree Middleland is is i think they'll definitely be some star some some games where Middleland starts but he's gonna you know he, he's gonna add a another dimension to the team and just some depth that i think that they were missing um and um uh, very interesting just uh the chat's going wild let me let me read a couple chat uh, things i was gonna ask to see if we had anything in the chat so. uh shout out to uh nick tank uh coming in so being gracious uh you know no moral victories uh is what actually cal said uh not mad online uh 247 our dude joking about the burks brothers sale rack that uh that cal was wearing um <laughs> talking about sam so many defensive fouls 40 feet away from the basket after a defensive rebound from uk wet dad to completely agree avian dentures up in here uh i think sam crashed the boards well but he disappeared offensively and got cooked a couple times by jacob jacob Toppin on defense i noticed that too that pissed me off <laughs> i was I think, like i think he is he is definitely a guy who is susceptible to if something bad happens defensively or if something bad offensively happens it's going to affect him on the other side of the court which is why i think some people are are, are so willing to put the vj king oeuvre on him the mojo which is is i don't know i still don't think is entirely fair because i think sam's already had games um you know another one for avian dentures which i think is definitely key the team does need a wing defender dre's been good on that end but he's a bit of a liability on offense and the reverse is true with sam mendeling can be a plus on both ends that's a huge plus definitely agree mendeling can be i i, I didn't watch a ton of uh south uh of uh, i'm sorry of uh, san francisco basketball the dons last season i know you did a little bit uh chris uh, I'll, I'll defer to you there um what does what yeah. what do you think that's what Mendelin could potentially add to this team? I think his value is more on the offensive end. I mean, defensively, I'm I'm just not really these guys that come in from from other schools and just I, I don't know what to make of them defensively because all of them are pretty much playing in a system they never played in before. Right. So I mean, he he may be great. I definitely think he's he would have been a guy today that there were a lot of times, especially in the second half, that that Louisville was doing the thing where they're going to stand around and look at Carly Jones and say, go make a play. Um, I think he would have been a guy that maybe wouldn't have made some of those mental errors, like stepping on the baseline or, or walking like, like Jalen Withers did on the pump fake. Um, so I think he has a lot of value on the offensive end, the defensive end. I, I just don't know about, I was really something that kind of just dropped my memory. I was kind of surprised that, that Calipari didn't really press more. Because I thought David Johnson yes. was pretty shaky against it at times, and then I think as just as a team, after that um, we did bre- did break it and have the alley hoop and things like that. But still, there were multiple times where I thought they looked pretty pretty shaky against it. Jalen Withers, after he broke that press or they broke that press with with the oop, it was a hundred percent. 
you know, it, I was like, they were just backing off and I was surprised they didn't go to it in any way, shape or form, especially just given the fact of how Louisville's offense looks so anemic, especially, you know, kind of the doldrums of the last 10 minutes of the game. It, you know, they were just relying on the final seconds of, of Carly Jones and David Johnson. So why don't you take, why don't you make them take that full 10 seconds to, to, to make that, you know, to, to, to come across the, the line. I was, I was confused by that as well. Maybe that was a Cal thinking his team was a little gas type thing. I don't, uh, which I, I don't, I don't know at all. I, I, I really don't. Um, man, what is, what you, is, go ahead. I was just going to say a lot of times and you know, these, these seasons play out completely differently. Uh, Lobos and Kentucky's always do, but a lot of times you'll see Kentucky fans look back at the Louisville Kentucky game as a turning point, you know, for their season. Um, to me, it doesn't really feel that way for Louisville. It's more about just, you know, kill those demons, get that W, move on to the next game. But do you think in any way, shape, or form that, that you know, you can look back at this game and say that happened? Maybe it was Quinzinski playing defensively or, or Carly Jones just kind of affirming himself down the stretch and say, you know, it changed Louisville's season. Or do you think it's just one of those to, to be happy to grab the W and move on? No, I, th- I think that absolutely this could be a turning point. And you're talking about, you know, like – uh, this entire week, this entire narrative all week was Kentucky fans saying Louisville fans, you're going to win. Stop saying that there's a demon and there's a curse and, and that, that you're going to lose this game. But that's uh, if the last five minutes of that game isn't exercising a demon, a curse on the court. I don't know what is Louisville <laughs> did everything in its power to give this game to Kentucky. Kentucky never fully grabbed hold of it. And Louisville was able to make a few clutch plays when it came counted um and and that's exactly what we're asking for here david johnson right now is on the on the podium he's saying that's the most energy i've seen my teammates have it was the craziest thing ever that stuff Uh, is it you're talking about turning points you get you get middle back you get malik williams back they were talking about it on the on the mostly terrible espn broadcast let me just mention it it's taken us too long to mention how garbage that is uh like I made the joke on Twitter and I probably need to delete it. So my, my employer doesn't see it. Um, at one point, like Dick Vitale literally couldn't, you couldn't hear a word he was saying because he had cows penis in his mouth. Like, come on, dude, like <laughs> just geez Louise. Like it's, I, but if you, if you're taking this energy and you're pushing it on, you know, let's take this into ACC play. Um, let's get, you know, you're absolutely right. The ACC we've talked about in the past, the ACC is up for the taking. There is not a clear best team in the ACC. I don't know if Louisville can be that clear best team, but I know, I know that healthy, they can fight. They can be in that top tier and the energy that we saw today and, and, and the win that we saw could definitely be the difference. So let me tell you Lola's next five games. Okay. Um, so you get a Boston college team. That's not good. Um, you get a week off before that game as well, which is nice because um, it's Saturday. You get a Virginia Tech team that did beat Villanova, uh, yeah. but Virginia Tech's thing is that they are the smallest team in Power 5 basketball, so you're not going to have a size disadvantage against them. Right. You get Georgia Tech, you get Wake Forest, and you get Miami, who's been dealing with tons of injuries. Lola's got a real chance to get on a row here. Um, before going into Florida State, before going into Duke, uh, they played Florida State and Duke back-to-back. But, you know, Louisville should win 
I'm going to say the next four games for sure. And they, I mean, they have a chance to get on a real world. So, I mean, I think, yeah, you, I think I'm, you can be I'm, right. Like you can, you can take this and, and, you know, move it to the next game. Yeah. I'm, I'm on Ken Palm looking at the schedule here. I mean, you're talking about, you know, the Boston college game, 70%, uh, Virginia tech, 60% chance of winning Georgia tech, uh, 75% chance of winning. Watch out for Georgia tech though. They beat Kentucky, um, <laughs> wake forest on the road, 75%. And then uh, that, that Miami game is obviously the smallest percentage chance of winning 57. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing the, uh, the Eric Crawford tweet being spread far and wide that Louisville actually went down in Ken Palm to positions after that win. And let me tell you, Chris, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have to, we have to mention it because like we did an entire podcast on like the, the bricks of the Roman empire. Crumbling. <laughs> um, where does Kentucky go from here? I don't know. I'm not, not a great place. I don't know. It's uh, Cal had a whole week to figure this out. Cal had, a, you know, to, 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 you know, they put out that absurdly corny video, you know, video <laughs> out there. Um, I didn't see, you know, it's an improvement for Cal. They didn't fight each other on the bench. That's ideal. Right. And yell at each other. He, um, he legitimately said in the press conference that there wasn't guys talking back when he asked them to do something. And he was, he was happy about that. So, yay, that's progress. But this, I mean, this Kentucky team, the sec isn't again particularly great um right now their projected record is 10 and 15 um nine and eight in the conference like they're they're one in six and they're still projected to have a winning record in the sec yeah i mean to to me i I think it could go very badly i think they could fold up completely but that's just one guy's opinion but we're gonna have you know you're you know we're gonna have the cow where everybody's super bowl quote come out there's gonna be all that fun business um they're going to lose some games they shouldn't have, but I'm sure, you know, like maybe they beat Florida on the, on the road in the swamp, you know, maybe they, yeah. you know, they play Texas maybe at home, you know, maybe they're able to to do something there. Um, I think, I, I, I think what we're looking at is a bubble team still yeah. at best. It, it would just be nice for Louisville to have another win over a tournament. Team. You're absolutely right. I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> gun to my head. I think this 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 Kentucky team maybe just misses the tournament. I don't know. I just can. I, I'm too. I'm too optimistic on Kentucky figuring it out and getting lucky. And and that's just that's just who I am. That's the rivalry part of me. Um, right. Maybe they're the, you know last get in something like that. That's. I think that's what we're looking at. I don't see them being by any means a a, a real contender in the SEC. Um, you know, for a title or anything there, but who knows uh, the, the, you know, I can see camp Cal right now, you know, the SEC season's a great season is a new season, blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, we showed, you know, that he did get something out of Brandon Boston, Jr. Uh, Clark, you know, SAR. Uh, yeah. There's nothing else besides that. <laughs> Askew was, wasn't was just, Askew wasn't terrible. It was just kind of jarring to me how bad of shooters they all kind of collectively were. Like, we've watched this team do it all season, but, man, just seeing it against Louisville is a whole other thing, you know? Absolutely nuts. Absolutely nuts. What is – let's let's talk – you know, we joked about narratives. What, what's the narrative for Louisville now moving forward in this rivalry? What, there is no what do What does <laughs> what does Louisville there, – there, there, is, there is no narrative. I mean, like – Mac made a video at the beginning of the season calling out Kentucky basketball. Mind you, when they were, you know, projected to be a, a final four team and a top five team and 
going to go 40 and 0 and uh, Olivia Starr was going to be the most dominant big man in the country and all these things. Knight made a video, called a shot, and he delivered. There is no narrative. You can't you can't say the things that you said about Rick Pitino about Chris Mack in this rivalry. Agree. And if you do it next year, I'm coming for you. <laughs> I was I was a little I was a little muted this year because I was empathetic to that. I, I'm not going to be muted next year. I I don't care if mobile whatever happens in the game is happens in the game, but it won't happen because Chris Mack got undressed as a coach. I can promise you that. I agree. <laughs> I th- if you want to talk about coaching, I do think I do think Chris Mack did a good job. You know, he was obviously, uh, especially what he was doing with Sam and Quinn. I mean, he, I, I I think he did a good job of kind of pulling Sam off when Quinn was playing, um, and and then gave you know gave spurts to each. Um, but you're absolutely yeah, right. They were they were they were uh, they were doubling Isaiah Jackson on the catch. Sometimes they would bring in, sometimes they wouldn't. And I thought that kind of you know kept him on his toes as well. I like that little. I like not bringing it every single time, you know, to, to kind of keep them looking forward and guessing. Kentucky was not able to put out a, was not able to create a situation um, where they were dominating based on facts that Chris Mack schemed against. They, he wasn't yep. out schemed. Um, so that's definitely a positive. No. And, and let's, you know, put the foot down. I, I'm with you next year. When we talk about this game, I don't care if David Johnson, it leaves. I don't care if Samuel Williamson leaves. I don't care if, if, if Carly Jones leaves, we cannot go into this week and treat this game the same way we have anymore. Chris Mack last season, home court was the difference. Free throws were the difference in a packed Rupp arena that, that just messed with us at the line and we, and we weren't there, but, and even Chris Mack said, it seems like he said that to Dan Schulman and, and Dick Vitale. So we should have won last year. We outplayed them. You, we should have won last year. We outplayed them this year and we won the monkeys off the back. One, one. And I don't know. I don't know about you, but those last couple minutes, I was thankful that that stadium was 4,000. Oh, a hundred percent. And we talked about it the entire time. So maybe that nervous energy is not there. But let's, you know, let's throw the gauntlet down. Let's, you know, let's talk about what the round daddy's going to mention this week since he likes to, you know, they like to talk about us and not tweet at us and not at us, at us next time. Here's what we're saying. Next year, when you're talking about John Calipari versus Louisville, you don't get to count the Patino ones anymore. This is a new series. Mac has gotten the monkey off the back. Sure, you can do it. Yeah, you can do the Kyle Pyre era, but you know that that's a caveat, that there's an asterisk there. It is one to two. Louisville one, Kentucky two. That is what this rivalry is now. And as a Louisville fan, if someone tries to tell you otherwise, you do not let them. Set the record straight. Set the record straight. It is one to two. The difference between one to two and zero to three is huge. It is massive. The win today is big. Kentucky is a bad basketball team. Yes, but that does not change the the tide that was turned today. We are back in this rivalry. End story. Yeah. End story. Also, and I think I think that's something. You know, we do actually write again. Um, i I think i might take it because the the mental the mental psychology psychology (laughs) let let me let me get the word out of this fan base this week just absolutely fascinating to me and it's understandable i I get it i i'm I'm not i'm not i'm not and i feel like i'm shouting from a you know i'm 
standing on a throne and shouting at people. And I'm not. <laughs> it, it annoyed me, but I'm empathetic to it. And I understand. I, I I don't know what else we can say. I think we got to go out on that emphatic. <laughs> Anything else? <laughs> no, man. This felt good. We needed this. Any uh any anybody in the chat? All five of you. Shout out to the chat. You're with us. Any questions? Anything you want to anything you want to bring up? We can. Um, apparently, I've been I've been told that the 680 uh the the 680 post game show is an absolute shitstorm. The ninety three nine wow. feed went out, so they've got rummage in there with the round daddy. And um, I'm being, uh, I'm literally just getting like screaming texts, like, "Thanks for I'm listening, sure guys, well. for for coming listening to us." But he's like, "Listen, this is just ridiculous. I gotta listen to this." So uh, I, I guess we'll go listen to that. Um, <laughs> chat, anything else? I don't. I don't. No, see. man. Well, we'll get this. We we'll get this podcast up and and hopefully put it out to the masses so they have something to listen to. Absolutely, Chris. As always, thank you. Well, uh, we've got a little bit before Louisville plays again. The second, I'm sure we'll talk sometime this week. Um, probably get a pod out, you know, beginning of next week and, and, and kind of preview ACC play for the rest of the season. Um, but we hope you guys had a Merry Christmas. Chris, did you, did you have a great Christmas? Looked like looked like you got to see some family. Didn't know. That's great. <laughs> great Christmas. Merry Christmas to everyone. Thanks for joining us, guys. Um, we will talk to you next time. Go cards.